0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is believe.
1: Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline your online sportsbook expert. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the
0: 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15, 10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. <laughs> Holy crock-a-poli! <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, and looking again. Those up the middle. And to the At the 30. Derrick, Derrick Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25. He's Derrick Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby!
1: This is the big, nasty, yeah, big, nasty, Hall of Fame Tempe Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast.
0: Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't
1: listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan, himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. It is time once again for the Midweek Mailbag, episode 211 coming at you live on YouTube today. Evan, my friend, how are you doing? Happy Hump Day.
0: It is Hump Day, isn't it? That's a great commercial, ain't it? Right. I
1: forgot about that commercial. Mike. Mike, 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 Mike,
0: Mike, Mike, Mike. What day is it, Mike? Guess what day Mike, Hump Day.
1: I'll tell you. Dude, I'll tell you some all time great commercials are all the uh, This is Sports Center, the office stuff. Yeah. Like you've got LaDanian Tomlinson in the mailroom organizing mail, getting everybody's shit wrong. That's hilarious <laughs> to me, man. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I don't remember who he's talking to, but he's like, yeah, well, you know, we got nicknames around the office. Uh, they, call me, they call me all day. Call me AD, just like you. It's hilarious, <laughs> man. They call him Bedwetter. If you guys haven't checked those out, go on YouTube. Uh, this is Sports Center. They're hilarious. But welcome back to the show. We have got a lot to discuss. It has been a pretty busy day for the Bucks. Really, not doing much. of doing anything? Anything? Yeah. yeah. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Bucks didn't do anything, but there sure was a lot to talk about. If you guys are uh, on the YouTube channel, you probably saw our video this morning. So, Stephon Gilmore, the Patriots cornerback, 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, just an absolute stud at corner, was going to be released today by 4 p.m. The Patriots announced that they couldn't really find a trade for him. He's unhappy with his contract, so they announced that they're going to release him. Immediately, plenty of teams are interested, right? Who's not interested in a guy like Stephon Gilmore, but up at the top of that list, Bucks fans would put the bucks at the top of the list, but like the Packers were up there as a team that had interest. There were definitely a lot of other ones out there. The Panthers are the team that gets it done. They end up trading a, uh, what was it like a 2023 sixth round pick? Yep. Yeah. To get Stefan Gilmore. I, I don't know what they had to do. My, is there like a commitment from Carolina to maybe try and work on a long term contract? Is that why he went there? Like why, why does Stefan Gilmore end up going to Carolina? Because I'll be honest with you, like even the Carolina Panthers fans I know have no idea why it happened and nobody really saw it coming. But if it does say one thing about the Panthers this year is that they're definitely going all in. But like, why? Why the Panthers? Did they did they have something more to promise him than some of these other teams that are ready to you know, win more in the playoffs?
0: Well, as, as Brandon points out, uh, Gilmore is from South Carolina, uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that obviously played a big factor. Um, the report they also came out did, that they, he
1: wanted to go to the Packers. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I forgot to mention that.
0: Yeah, I, Albert Breer. I don't trust him. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had they do have the calf space. Uh, they had more calf space than any either the Packers or the Bucks. The the Packers and the Bucks were really the, the two teams like beforehand that were really mentioned. There wasn't really any other teams that were mentioned. Maybe some sprinkles of the Panthers in there, but like not a whole lot, like substantially. Um, and you know, it's uh, it's kind of a, a surprise, like you said. But I mean, they're able to pay out pay his current contract now, which for the rest of the season, I think his cap is only like seven million, so it's not as bad. But they're also the current plan apparently is that they're just gonna ride it out until the off season and, right. and they'll talk then. So I there's not going to be any contract extension right away, so that you know that's not a thing. Um, yeah, and I mean, they get good for them. I still don't think they're very good. Um, this doesn't, this doesn't change my opinion on them. It really doesn't. And I saw, I saw somebody talking today. Um, oh, they're, you know, they got Gilmore, but they know they have to play Brady Weeks. 16 and 18 and and the division's gonna be on the line and possibly a first round bye. I'm like, bro, the one seed is the only one that gets the first round by. You mean to tell me that this Panthers team is gonna be vying for the one seed Right. Get well, out I mean, of.
1: I don't even think by the end of the season this Panthers team is gonna be vying for the division. I did say on the season prediction show, and I still see this, you know, holding true. I think they're gonna compete with New Orleans for that second yep. place spot. I, I I hate to say the Bucks have it locked up because they definitely don't, but you know, with the way that their schedule looks these next few weeks and, and things working on down the stretch, I, I think Carolina could compete for second place. But I think it's a really good move for them. And this isn't a Panthers podcast. We're not going to talk about this too much longer. But I, I will say they don't get J.C. Horn back this year. But if they are able to figure well, something, maybe, out, maybe
0: eventually it's kind of like a Carlton Davis thing.
1: If they make the postseason. Sure. Maybe you see him show I, back up.
0: hmm. Do so you know. can see that? I saw somebody flood out the idea that they could just trade CJ Henderson now.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Oh yeah, I totally freaking forgot that they got uh, CJ Henderson. Um so I mean once you get JC Horn healthy, if you're able to maintain that secondary, that is a nasty secondary. But we're actually here today to talk about Some the... stay,
0: some stay say all already to an all-time great defense. Some like, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: some people <laughs> say some people say they are historically great. Um some. <laughs> That's there social media for there. you, man. So let's talk about the Buccaneers secondary. We're talking about Stephon Gilmore because, as we mentioned, he was the talk of the town this morning. You couldn't go on social media without Bucs fans saying, "Hey, we need to bring this guy in," because obviously the Buccaneers still dealing with some injuries. We got an update from Bruce Arians today on guys like S.M.B. and Carlton Davis, and he said it really doesn't look that great for him. Um, I, I, you know, I expected maybe a little bit more of a positive quote from Bruce, something a little more uh shrouded in you know mystery I guess something that wasn't so you know yeah it looks bad but that's what we got it doesn't seem like those guys are going to be ready to go anytime soon not sure what that means but obviously not the best news Jamel Dean though was at practice today in a limited capacity but he wasn't practice last week didn't end up playing so we'll see how the rest of his week shakes out but it definitely will be good to have uh number 35 back out there even though he has not had a great year he's still probably the best outside corner they have at this point um but what are your thoughts with this secondary like a lot of people feel like the bucks missed out by not getting gilmore i don't really feel that way you know th- this team already won a super bowl without gilmore if these guys were healthy it would be a different conversation and then once they're healthy, if you sign Gilmore and then everybody's healthy and ready to come back, then you've got Richard Sherman and Stephon Gilmore, who you kind of have to make room for when you have your draft picks who are healthy, ready to go. It just seemed like it would be more of a headache down the stretch. I know that it's, you know, all in our, our window to win is not that big and the Bucs are going to do whatever they can to try and secure another Super Bowl title. But what are, what are your thoughts? Did the Bucks really miss out here or no? Like we're OK, right?
0: I don't think the Bucks missed out, but it would have been nice.
1: <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it definitely would have been, been nice, but it, think of all the other luxuries that we have on this team.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, they're not going to get everybody, right? They didn't, they didn't, the, the two most recent ones were, uh, obviously they got Richard Sherman, but like the two most recent ones were JJ Watt and, um, stefan gilmore those those were the two that were like oh a veteran who's like you know could potentially ring chase maybe and right. you know would would want to come to tampa and fill a need like yeah like jj watt would have been whew, that would have that would have been something and like well, it, i it, sad. go ahead
1: and it well i was just gonna say and at this rate too any you know veteran popular name that hits the market these they're gonna days, look to tampa the first team that everybody mentions is tampa because you know they've already proven that they're willing to do it in 2020, bring in veterans and just guys who are ready to win a championship. So I understand it, but like you said, they're not going to get everybody.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I understand Bruce Aries' comments. comments. Um, I'm not going to overreact too much to his comments because what does anytime soon mean? Like, what does that, what does that mean to him? Right. Right does that mean three weeks? Does it mean six weeks? Like, you know, like what, what does that mean to him? And we don't know what that means to him. So I still am on record saying that I think Carlton Davis is going to return week 10 right after the bye week Uh, I think Sean Murphy Bunting could return a tad bit before then. Um, But I still think Carlton Davis will return then. I mean, I don't know is week 10 really it's not that far away we keep promoting the the watch party saying it's five weeks away like is that not anytime soon like I think that's soon so like it just it all depends on you know obviously we won't get in Arians mind but like you know what is what is anytime soon what does Arians define anytime soon as so um real quick I wanted to uh wanted to to bring up the chat here a little bit David Cardona says um How's our Wednesday night been? It's been good, man. Uh, Rhett's been ton of busy, and I've actually been busy covering this Gilmore stuff, even though he didn't even sign with the Bucks. Um, shout out to Rhett, the Beard, Matthew, and Evan, the Manwana. Well, appreciate it, Willie. That our
1: guy, that our guy Willie Beeman?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah man, yes, sir, I the did.
1: moderator holding it down.
0: David Cardona has a question for for my alter ego coach Wanish. Um, what are your thoughts on the Bucks secondary heading into the game versus Miami? Do you believe that Pat we will get the pass rush we need as well as a, against the weak O-line? Yeah, you know, we had a great week of practice and uh, I think we just got to go out there and execute our our game plan. Uh, I have faith in the guys and but we're, we're going to against a tough opponent. Uh, this is an opponent that's going to be going to be wanting to win and uh, they're, they're a gritty football team, they're a good football team. And we got we got to go out there play a full sixty minutes and get the job done. So.
1: You know what I I think what uh, I think what Coach Flores has been doing down there in Miami needs to be talked about a little more. Um, he's put together the football team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> while we further discussion on the Buccaneers secondary, let's get to our first mailbag question of the night. This comes from Drew Thomas, and I really want to get your thoughts on this because I've seen a few people in the chat already mention it. But it's it's kind of an interesting thing here. Do you think Bill Belichick was a factor in the Buccaneers not signing Stephon Gilmore? Um, you know, BA is pretty transparent when he's not lying to your face. But he said the Bucks kicked the tires on everybody. We knew the Bucs were interested. They were one of the teams that reached out. I don't even think you have to doubt that, you know, Tom Brady picked up the phone and called up his boy Gilmore. But do you think Bill Belichick purposely tried to make it to where you know it was just as inconvenient as possible for the Buccaneers to land Gilmore because a lot of people think that that might be the case
0: oh what's your opinion first Because I, I think I, we're gonna have differing opinions on
1: this you know when when I first heard about it I was like I don't know if it's that deep but at the same time you start to realize that a lot of NFL teams have this mentality of like they're gonna make sure they do what they can to not help the Bucks because they're already loaded right like the box, well, and yeah, they're
0: they're they're the defending champs. You want to right? Take down nobody's the just
1: champ. Gonna, like nobody's just going to willingly give these guys players. So like I, you know, I thought about it and I thought about it again. I'm kind of just like in the middle. Like I don't, I I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. You know what I mean? But I'm curious to hear your take on it.
0: Yeah, I. <laughs> so I don't think Belichick is sitting there and like, oh, anywhere but Tampa,
1: <laughs> right? Plotting uh, plotting I, against Tom Brady.
0: I would be lying to you if I didn't think like in my head that like Belichick's sitting there and he's like, would prefer not to send him to Tampa. Like that would be a preference. Right. And he's like, if I trade him, that means there's no chance he goes to Tampa. Like, I don't think it was like a mandate, like, oh, he, he must not go to Tampa. He cannot go to Tampa. We will, we will lose the trade or whatever. Like, he can't go there. Like, I don't think it was like that. But I think it's like he's like, Man, if I had like a preference, yeah. or and maybe he wouldn't, maybe he wouldn't even admit this, like to like his own staff. Maybe it's just like in his head, he's like, if I had a preference, probably wouldn't end up in Tampa. Right. He's probably like, they got their Super Bowl they beat us last week like if i had the preference probably doesn't end up in tampa so i'm not saying like it's like so like no no tampa right anything you do can't be tampa like i i don't think it's like that but i do think there was a there was a little bit of um a little bit of like hmm no, I'm not gonna do that. Like I, I'd prefer not to do that. Yeah. If I have to, I have to. If he, if he, if we don't get a trade, we'd like if we don't get any trade offers and he goes as a free agent at 4 p.m. and then he signs there, whatever. But like I'd prefer he don't. So and also some people were asking, um, just wanted to clear this up why Stefan Gilmore was traded. Because uh what I mean he was released, right? Yeah, you heard you heard the news like
1: they they couldn't work out a contract and he didn't Mm want to play for another team on the contract he was already on, so it was decided he was released, and and that was it. And all of a sudden Carolina swoops in with a sixth round pick, and uh that's enough to snag him.
0: Yeah, so but here's the reason. So um once you're released, you were not just like off the team immediately. It has to be until 4 p.m. Once 4 p.m. hits, then the transactions for the day are posted in the NFL transaction wire. Then that would have shown up that the Patriots released Stefan Gilmore. So technically, Stefan Gilmore has never been released by the Patriots. He was in the, he was traded. He was not released yeah. because LA, like the Bucks could do that tomorrow. They could release whoever you know. They could l- release Cameron Bright tomorrow at 9 a.m. Right, and you know. And then by the end of the day, by before 4, as long as it's before 4 p.m., they can trade him for something. Obviously, they're not going to do that. I'm just trying to use an example. Um, and I couldn't use a very high-profile player because then people would just freak out. Okay. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's the thing. So while a player is released, he's not actually a free agent until 4 p.m. that day. Now, in Jalen Smith's case, uh, Jalen Smith, I believe, uh, I, I think it's the same deal since he was cut last night. Uh, I think it's it just 4 p.m. today. I think it just it has to show up on the transaction thing. So on the on the NFL's transaction wire today, instead of it saying Stefan Gilmore released by the Patriots, it says Stefan Gilmore traded from the Patriots to the Panthers. So that is why that happens with every player. Uh, that happens especially with veteran players, um, with, with younger players, it's waivers with veteran players. It's something like that. So that's, that's why he was traded and and not signed because I saw there was some confusion about
1: that. Well, we appreciate the breakdown coach uh let's go ahead and yeah get yeah today.
0: yeah yeah no problem we you know we we appreciate cam i uh, appreciate what he's done and i want to thank him for his efforts he's a hard nosed football <laughs> player he's a valuable piece of the team but uh we decided to move on in a different direction we're excited for that direction.
1: So. oh my god man willie beam our moderator in the chat says the matchup with carolina just got a lot more interesting they mm. definitely have the dbs and uh, we have the whiteouts, and i like that man uh, there's gonna be plenty of great matchups well, like, the
0: it, the Bucks aren't the Texans or the Jets, so tell yeah, me when you beat the actual yeah,
1: team. That would oh man, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. It'll be the end of the season. Bucks will hopefully be playing their best football. Well, headed into it, the it's going to be
0: a game for the one seed, apparently. So. Yeah,
1: I, I I guess it is. <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> so one more uh, one more discussion on the cornerback room. I wanted to talk about. We got our next question. This comes from a mangos2 on Instagram and put simply do the bucks have a plan at cornerback because Richard Sherman was you know definitely a plan but we said when when the bucks signed him he didn't come here to be your cornerback one and that's kind of what he is now since everybody's hurt so do the bucks have a plan they have a little bit of cap space uh, Stefan Gilmore was such a hot topic because if if he were get, uh, if he were to get picked up I believe on the contract he was on, or if they got a new contract, I don't know, whatever the case was, the Bucks were able to make that move work with like three and a half million dollars of cap space. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, so it was the the reported fifteen million number that Gilmore was going to seek on the open market. You could have prorated that fifteen million with with voidable years and stuff and get it down to about three, which yeah. the Bucks would have been able to make work. Um, so that was the the fifteen million number that wasn't confirmed by anybody that he was looking for that. That was just the rumor that you know he was looking for fifteen million, and it was if it was fifteen million, that's what you would have had to do, and you could get the cap it down to that.
1: Right. Uh, Green Bay was another team who was looking for secondary help we talked about how they were a hot topic in the Stefan Gilmore conversation they didn't get Gilmore so they ended up signing a practice squad corner from somewhere else so are, are there any guys out there like that for the bucks that may or may not be on their radar is this a move that they need to make with the money they have left like what are your thoughts on their planet corner is is there one.
0: Well, I think the the plan right now is to stick with what you got, right? And I think um, a lot of it does depend on Carlton Davis and Charles Murphy Bunting. It seems like Jamel Dean. I think Jamel Dean, if he's not back Sunday, he's going to be back for week six. I think Mm -hmm. Uh, he's very close to returning, but if those other two guys are out, you know, I mean, if they're out seven, eight weeks, I mean, I I think you got to bring in somebody else and just when everybody gets healthy, you deal with it then, but like seven, eight weeks, you're talking eight, seven eight football games like that's a lot man like you can't be going without those guys for for too long especially if you know pierre desire or richard sherman if they struggle jamel dean has had his struggles this year right what if you know it's all fine danny J- jamel dean's coming back what if it's the same old jamel dean and it's a richard sherman that's still not experiencing the system and you know it just doesn't really change much so um as far as plan, do you mean like signing guys or trading yeah. for guys or?
1: Yeah, it's probably signing somebody? Yeah. Uh, not so, so much uh, trading. I mean, what do you have to trade that you don't need?
0: Well, I mean, Stefan Gilmore just got traded for a six round pick, so yeah. Um uh, next year, not even not even this coming draft. I thought next it was a, I
1: thought it was a twenty three.
0: It is, it's next year. That's oh, what yeah. I said. I guess it is for this technically
1: year. next year. That's weird, man.
0: Uh, we're getting old it's t- 2023 is 2022 draft 2023 yeah it's crazy
1: future is not uh, old man
0: the futures <laughs> as i um, as i unplug your your life support and plug in my, oh my ps4 God. did you ever see that meme you've yeah, ever seen that meme? yeah, yeah no, see that's, that's hysterical i'm sorry if, if you don't laugh at that then your sense of humor is just that's on you right <laughs> um so anyways uh, signing guys. I mean, Prince and is out there. I don't think they're, they're going to go with that. And a name that is interesting is Herb Miller. He's on the Browns practice squad. Now, obviously he's familiar with the team. Um, he would have to be signed to the active roster, but like, that's not a, that's not a needle mover. Right. Right. So, and I've already seen it in the chat. It's kind of got a little bit spoiled. But if you've listened to the show for a little bit, I believe I brought this up on here. I brought up this player. And I've also brought up this player on James's channel because we were just talking about that yesterday, actually. But I think the video posted today or last night. Um, Patrick Peterson from the Minnesota Vikings. That's that's the name I keep looking at. And uh, as the trade deadline gets closer, if the secondary continues to struggle, that's the name I'm looking at. And I'm like... Hmm.
1: Yeah. Cause that Minnes-
0: might be the dude.
1: Minnesota is not in great shape right now.
0: No, they're, they're not by the deadline. They're not going to be anything. Um, Patrick Peterson's familiar with the system. He's familiar with Todd Bowles. He's familiar with Bruce Arians. Obviously things change. So like, there's going to be an adjustment period for him, but he's on a one-year contract. He's a free agent after this year. So it's a rental, yeah. uh, by the time it's week eight, You know, half the season, or you know, not half now, but there's 17 games. That's gonna, Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: isn't that so weird? Um, so
0: you know, his his salary is not going to be as big. You won't be on the hook for as much of it, so it'll be easier. Um, wow, David Cardone. Oh
1: man, yeah, I read that (laughs) same time you did. I'm I'm very shocked. Uh, Okay, can we not? Um, He did. He did mention uh, another name on that on that list that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Somebody else brought him. I think it was Brandon brought it up in the chat earlier tonight, too. Darius Slay from Philly. If Philly yeah, doesn't pan just, out, is that another one of those guys that maybe?
0: I just don't think the contract matches up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just, I I don't really think the contract matches up well. I, I believe Slay has two years left on his deal. Maybe I think two years after this one. Mm-hmm. So, again, he's not cheap. He's not necessarily like top corner, but I think it's like 15 a year.
1: He's definitely uh-huh. not going to be rental price.
0: Yeah, and, and also yeah, like I, I think I think the Eagles want to keep him. Like I think you know the Eagles like genuinely want to keep him. So uh, Malcolm Butler, Malcolm Butler announces retirement. So he is not an option.
1: Oh yeah, I um, remember that dude. He was he was in Tennessee when he yeah. retired. I think. And then,
0: I, no, I think he was in Arizona.
1: Oh yeah, I think you are right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Darius Slay's contract. Wow. This is weird um so he's a yeah he's a 2024 ufa so he has two years left after this season gotcha so um
1: oh god james is here uh, <laughs> hello james mr bucks nation in the live chat
0: <laughs> um so he is he is two years left after this one so i just i don't i don't think um I, I really don't think that's that's likely. And like I said, I don't think Philly really wants to get rid of him, even if they do struggle. Yeah. Um, w- will he ask the thing, does Peterson still have the speed to play corner or is he playing safety for Minnesota? Don't know. I don't really watch a lot of Vikings, admittedly, but I will say Richard Sherman isn't a burner by any means and he's playing corner. So <laughs> um, TV 12 Goatman brings up an interesting one.
1: Yeah, I, it, this was the last guy I wanted to talk about. I've heard this name floating around too.
0: Yeah, uh, Joe Hayden. Uh, that's, that, that is an interesting one. I know Joe Hayden is a free agent, I believe at the end of the season. So it'd be another type rental type. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, he seems kind of cooked to me. I don't he know. is
1: <laughs> working through an injury right now. I'm pretty sure we've been watching all the Steelers games this year, and I know he has missed at least one game due to injury this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, Bree, a big Steelers fan. I mean, Red, Rhett, a closet Steelers fan. Basically. What the hell he's are a... you
1: talking about? Now, it's funny. I live, <laughs> I live with a closet Bucks fan who who masquerades herself as a Steelers fan. Like we were watching the Steelers game because I think it was four, and the Bucks played at prime time that night because, of course, the Bucks play on must see TV, and. She like grabbed her terrible towel, didn't know where, yeah. it was, didn't know where it was. Oh man! And it's just so funny because, like, you know, Steelers lose, so she changes into her Bucks stuff. She actually changed into her my Tom Brady shirt to leave to go to her mom's while the Bucks game was on after watching the Steelers game. So, if you want to throw accusations around, you're talking to the wrong person, buddy.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: pal. Yeah. All right. Listen here. Listen here, <laughs> <to your> friend. <laughs>
0: You're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not <laughs> that guy. Right? Um, and David Cardona said maybe Vontae Davis can unretire for us at halftime against Miami and come hey, in. Yeah, sure. I like um, that one, man. I'm sorry if you're a Pitt fan. Big Ben looks cooked. Big Ben has been cooked for about three years. So
1: yeah. I, hey, it's I, just I people will are say, finally
0: starting to admit it now.
1: I will say that uh, you know, for a Pittsburgh fan, she's also a huge Tom Brady fan, but she hates Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not the biggest Roth uh Rothless fan. After that training camp we went to in twenty nineteen, it was the preseason the Bucks played in Pittsburgh. So yeah, twenty nineteen. We went to that training camp. He didn't do shit, dude. He sat on his helmet the whole day, you know, half assed his way through drills when he had to do them. Like I, I don't want a Ben Rothlessberger on my team, but she cannot stand that guy, and I think it's hilarious. Both her and her mom just hate Big Ben. <laughs>
0: And then one more we'll take is Xavier Rhodes from Indy. Because, um, so, I mean, if, if we sat here all night, we could think of all these names. Well, oh, yeah, there's a corner on um, at least
1: every team that you know, yeah. could be a <laughs>
0: buck. Xavier Rhodes from Indy. Yeah, sure. Like, I just, I don't think it's likely that they're going to trade for one. It's just if they would, the name I would look at is Patrick Peterson. That That's the name I would just keep an eye on. Um,
1: it's kind of a name just, that keeps popping back up for bucks fans
0: well because it's familiar right like, every it, it every is.
1: six months it seems like we get closer to bucks may have interest in patrick peterson you know he's got that relationship with bruce Arias. it's going to be like the
0: same thing with tyron matthew too. Right. Like, yeah. it's right he's never going to go he away just shows up uh, every of the offseason,
1: there's at least a week where everybody's really high on this particular player and pat pete's one of those guys let's uh let's get to our next question here we wrap up our discussion about the secondary. This comes from Emily Compa, who I believe is the only person who has sent us a take and or question every single week. And it is greatly appreciated. If you guys want to add yourself to that list, it would also be greatly appreciated. You can get in contact with the show, Podcast at gmail.com. We also throw up uh, you know, special question boxes on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fire Podcast. Make sure you go check us out the midweek meal bag every single week so emily compa with a loaded question here and i i think we had a rant about this particular topic at some point earlier in the season i can't pinpoint when exactly it was but it was at some point that we kind of went off the deep end about this stuff and it's back and i think it's a good time for this to be back because with the stefan gilmore discussions you get some pretty radical takes OK, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But uh, let's go ahead and dive into this email. So the subject line is spoiled, rotten. Emily Compa writes, we as fans of the Bucks that have been through the Winston years know that uh, a heartbreaking season is, you know, it is what it is. And now that we have been graced with the Messiah of the pigskin in Tom Brady, we have been given an open door to succeed. I know we're not entirely playing up to the standards that the names on this team carry. But honestly, we should be happy to be three and one at this point. Your thoughts on how we look so far as a team and are the fans expecting too much? Thanks as always, Emily Kampa. Evan, I'll, I'll let you take this one first. I got a lot to say regarding this. Um,
0: yeah, it, it's tough for me because like they're three and oh, one.
1: No, it's not. We've had this, we, you and I have had this discussion before.
0: Yeah, like they're they're three and one, and when that you know at the end of the day, that's what matters the most, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that is what matters the most. What first, is how first. many how, how many wins do you have? Yeah,
1: first you in know. the division currently too.
0: Yeah, like how many wins do you have? That's that's obviously what matters the most. You could be playing a great brand of football if you win six games in a year, nobody's gonna care, right? So it's just it's it's been weird because like we said, they just. They haven't put together a full sixty minutes yet, and I know it's it's difficult to do that. Like I I get it, right? Mm -hmm. Last year they only did that a handful of times. Like they, you know, I'm talking about in the regular season. I'm not talking about the playoffs. The playoffs are a whole different animal, right? It's I don't even consider that. I'm just talking about the regular season. I mean, what the Green Bay game, the the Detroit game. Other than that, was there a game like? I can't, I don't know if I can think of a game that was like a complete performance other than those two.
1: Well, you know. What?
0: This is the Super Bowl. I said not playoffs.
1: Oh, you said I, not I, playoffs. I said, okay, thank yeah. you for, thank you. I, I guess I missed that part.
0: Yeah, 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 you can't. I, 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 was, I was just well, I mean, I'll counting be honest, the, the regular season. You know,
1: even though the Bucks are the Bucks. For any team in the NFL, I feel like you're only going to get so many perfect games. Because
0: you're playing, you're playing against other professionals. So,
1: right. You're playing against other teams who are going to go out there and want just as badly as you do to play their best game of the year.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, um, go ahead. So, I I mean, real quick, like I said, they're, you know, they're three and one. That's the most important thing. However, they're not playing their best brand of football. Like, they're, they're not. So, we'll see if, if they can do it. We'll see if if they can eventually turn us around because yes, like it's good enough to beat the bad teams. It's good enough to beat the average teams because they have so much talent. We saw that it's not good enough to beat the good teams. They went in LA and they got beat. They got beat by 10 plus points. They got beat by two scores. So it's not good enough right now and it's got to be better. So we'll see, but I I understand the frustrations. And I also get the expectations like you for absolutely. You should have those expectations. I mean, this team won a Super Bowl. They brought back all 22 starters. This is the second year in the offense for Tom Brady, second year in the offense for Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski. Like these guys should be hitting on all cylinders. The penalties were, were, you know, really solved last year. They shouldn't, you know, they, they shouldn't really, um, you know they, 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 shouldn't they shouldn't be an really. issue headed into Week Five. Yeah. That's for damn yeah. sure. Um. Yeah. Not. Not now. Uh. And then. So. Like, yeah. It's not. It's not perfect. Um. G Vegas real quick says you're never going to get a complete game. Offense rarely do well, which they never punt, and defense can air force drain out all the time. Well, that's. Yeah. I'm, when I say complete game, I don't necessarily mean that. Like that. <laughs> that is like that's complete domination. I, I mean like a complete game to where it's like a thirty four to fourteen win. Right. The, the bucks punt, the bucks punt two or three times. The defense allows a little bit, but like, that's what I'm talking about. No turnovers. Yeah. I'm not talking about a game where it's like 56 to three. Like I'm not talking about (laughs) something like that, but I'm like, there's obviously going to be ebbs and flows in a football game, but I'm talking about just a complete game to play well on both sides of the ball, not play perfect, but play well on both sides of the ball for 60 minutes. And they haven't done that
1: right now. Yeah. In my opinion, something like that is, you know, like you said, there's ebbs and flows in every single football game. So, Something that goes into that is just responding when you have to, like if it's a drive where you have to score, get the points, get the touchdown, do what you got to do. If you need a turnover from your defense and they go out there and get that done, that's awesome. All of that factors into just, you know, because football, you have to respond sometimes. It's not all about just decimating your opponent because these are other professional sports teams and, and they're going to one up you every now and again, but the topic I really wanted to take away from this was the fan base getting a little too spoiled. Um I mean a Super Bowl will do that, sure. Winning
0: 8 games, winning 10 games in a row will do 10
1: games in a row and setting a franchise record. I don't think the Bucks lost for like 280 something days, right? That's awesome. But uh it seems like you know, having high expectations is one thing, but Maybe it's just me, but like, are are people a little bit more, uh, offended by critical breakdowns of this football team? Like we've had a lot of people tell us that they don't listen to our podcast anymore because we are quote too negative. And I mean, that's okay. I, I don't care. You know, we're not everybody's cup of tea, but if you listen to our podcast and you have for an extended period of time, you know that we are nothing but fair when it comes to our criticism of this team, because at the end of the day, you and I, Evan, we are both fans. But I feel like a lot of this fan base is like, it's hard for people to temper their expectations. And when you are not a cheerleader 24 seven for this football team, some people get really upset and I'm not really sure why, because yes, the bucks won a super bowl, but just as the Rams showed us, Tampa Bay is not untouchable, right? The NFL is still competitive and uh, that's just, that's just where we are now headed into week five, but it's, like is this fan base a little little spoiled at the moment?
0: Yeah, so when I did when I did this, right? <laughs> this is th- th- this is having the blinders on. Right. Right? You're right. you're you're focusing on one thing. And I think a lot of fans have done that. I'm not here to bash any, you know, any fans, you know, specifically, but like you know, there is there has been people that like even in our live chats, you know, saying, "Oh, you guys are so negative." And oh, do you remember they won this game today. Sure, we talk about the good stuff, but it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Like it, it wasn't, and, and it, if it, it if it is if it is, we will say it is. <laughs>
1: there has like, been honestly, it's been more sunshine and rainbows this last season yeah, and a half than yeah, in the history of the podcast.
0: Yeah, and we have right. really we have really done big numbers over the past year. People would have hated this show in twenty nineteen. Right. Oh like my god! Like when we
1: when we had nothing to talk about but inconsistent quarterback play and team that beat themselves week in and week out. I mean, our terrible first,
0: defenses. Our, our just, first yeah, three seasons, kicking like, problems.
1: Oh <laughs> my God! Our first three seasons on this show, the Bucks went five and eleven. They went six and ten two years in a row, or five. It, and 11. it was
0: it was five and eleven, five and eleven, seven and
1: nine. Yeah, and then and then whatever Dirk's and, last and, year was.
0: Well, well, no, I mean five and eleven, five and 11. 5 oh, no, and no, eleven was Dirk's right. last year. Yeah, no, you're going seven backwards. and nine was Bruce's first year, and then
1: yeah, man, I. Yeah. I mean, we've come a long way. And I think a lot of the, you know, the true Buccaneer OGs understand that a lot of the people who have listened to the great podcasts that are no longer around that talked about nothing but losing, but found a way to make it the most entertaining hour and a half of my entire week. Like that's I think that's what we try and, and model our show after, but that's a great question. But but Game now it's combo. good because we're
0: able to talk about winning.
1: Like, exactly. You know. Like, exactly, man. What a, like, what a time yeah, to be guys
0: if, if, you, if you thought this show was negative now, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you would have not listened to it. You would have not enjoyed it. Um, oh, man. You Listen, would have not we, enjoyed it.
1: We truly appreciate each and every like, one of you who have checked out the know, podcast, whether you like it or not.
0: Like after the Bucks blew the doors off of Detroit, like we didn't come on here and say, "Oh, well, this didn't look good. This didn't look good." No, we came here and said they they kicked their butts. Like <laughs> we're not gonna sit here and find a negative of everything. But like, does anybody actually think the Bucks have played a complete game? D- does anybody think that this offense could be doing better? The answer should be yes. Like this offense should be doing better. Like you know, it, it, the answer to that no first question that you not posed is the, no. The answer though. for those yes. first ones is no. Right. Second yeah. ones okay. yes um you know it, like does the defense have to be better yes does the front seven have to be a better yes is Devin white having a bad season yes is there still time to improve things
1: yes oh there's plenty are, of football are, are
0: they are they still a good football team yes are they all still... of those things i feel like people people's issue is if you say one negative thing then that means nothing else can be positive like <laughs> that you, means they're it, the it they're be, the worst in the league yeah, it can be true that the defense is struggling and the offense isn't necessarily being as consistent as it should be. But it can also be true that they're a good football team and they're a top five team in the league. Like,
1: yeah,
0: both of those things can be true, and people really, really don't seem to understand that uh, offense has struggled three straight games. In my opinion, I, you, I mean, did you, you, you think they struggled against the Falcons? I I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought, I don't, I don't know about struggle. And I mean, I actually, we, we talked on this show. See, we were positive on this show about the offense uh, two weeks ago versus LA. We thought the offense was
1: spectacular. Pretty well, much. actually that, that was, that was one of the, uh, I think we had stank from the loose cannons on for that one after the Falcons game and, we got our fair share of criticism because we talked about how this team left points on the field and, and they
0: let them they let, it was 28-25 it was they left they left the falcons back it was 28-10 and then you blink and it's 28-25 yeah. um then brian shaw even even when the Fal- even the falcons game there were stretches in the game the offense stalled and did not look good at all sure but like we talked about the ebbs and flows of a football game the offense is not going to go out there and score a touchdown on every single drive that's obviously the goal, but it's not going to happen. So like, I I think they're, they're, they're fine. Um, You know, we'll, we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens the rest of the year, but like, we get it. Like we get the expectations, right. (laughs) We we, we get it. But at the same time, like bad things are going to happen to this team, right? Like bad things are going to happen. And you know, like it's, it's going to happen, but also tons of good things, and more, most likely more positive things are going to happen than, than bad things. Brian Shaw says the Falcons are not a good defense. I never said they were. Did you see the Bucks move the ball on them? The Bucks <laughs> moved the ball on them with a relative ease. They they struggled what four drives, and, and they they Tom Brady threw five touchdowns. Like he did. What, what is the point? He did.
1: Well, folks, at the end of all of this, just remember uh, that we love you guys. Right, we're glad that you're here. We appreciate you supporting the show. If you have ever listened to the show, whether you like it or do not, we truly appreciate your time and your patronage. Let's go ahead and get to our last mailbag question. God, we're navigating this thing together, aren't we? All right, here we go. Our (laughs) last mailbag question. And um, I'm just going to be honest with you. I say this one for last because I think it might be the worst mailbag question of all time. I don't know how this is going to be topped. And it's a shame because I I really like Michael, the guy that sent it in. Mikey Kelly on Instagram is who sent it in. Uh, Really great friend of the show. I believe he was at James Watch Party, too. But really cool guy. But he sends us the worst question of all time. I don't even know if I want to ask it, but here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Would you guys rather have Kellen Winslow now or Chris Baker now? If you had to pick one of those two guys, that that doesn't
0: that that means when they're they're playing in their playing days, not like now when they're not playing, but like,
1: no, right. Yeah, but in in their playing days, he means if the Bucks were to sign someone tomorrow, would you rather it be the 2010
0: uh, version of Kellen
1: Winslow, a tight end with an incredibly troubled recent history? And I'll leave it at that. Uh, and Chris Baker, one of the laziest players in franchise history, probably one of my least favorite Buccaneers in franchise history. So pick your poison folks. Um, I, (laughs) I, I think the theory that I had with this question is that it's like, it's a, it's a morality question, right? It's, I feel like it's going to be more of a tell on who you pick because I feel like, I feel like he's, uh, I don't know. He's trying to get us here, but yeah, but we're not, we're not here to judge anybody. So, I I mean, listen, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the high road here. And even though he is my least favorite person in bucks history, I'm going to go with Chris Baker um, because I can see the need for maybe an extra fat guy to clog up the defensive line. Whenever somebody else doesn't want to play, I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to talk about the other guy. You know what I mean? So I'll go Chris Baker by default.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go Chris Baker. I'm not getting into why or anything like that. Um, he actually didn't specify junior or senior, so if it's senior, I'll take that.
1: Yeah, I'll take senior all day. That's a hall. He's a Hall of Famer, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. No I just problem, don't. I but...
1: don't remember his time with the Bucks. That's all.
0: Well, he didn't have it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna remember that. But hey, you know, <laughs> um, you barely remember Chris Baker's time with the Bucks. So
1: yeah, I just yeah, remember or, or, humping have... palm trees and eating hot dogs in the middle of the game.
0: The funny thing was is that like. I know that when we watched Hard Knocks, we all thought that was hysterical. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you're lying. If, like, you did oh, they're swaggy. <laughs> he's humping a palm tree. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh, he's eating a hot dog at halftime.
1: Uh, oh, then, he's laughing after jumping off sides and losing us the game against Carolina. Oh, this isn't ooh. funny anymore. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Things, wasn't it, wasn't it, like, Gerald McCoy who ripped into him? And, like, I don't think Gerald McCoy ever had a history yeah, of ripping into guys. something like
0: that. Yeah, I forget. I, I I try to forget about that season. Yeah. Right. There was such high expectations for that 2017 team. <laughs> guess like what? we
1: thought we thought that
0: team was going to the playoffs. All
1: right. Guess what? Like, that was uh I think that was our debut season. It was for the, for the podcast. So when Correct. you talk about humble beginnings, what a sad start.
0: Correct. <laughs> it's a shame yeah. that we're so negative. It really is. Yeah, just... Right,
1: right. Well, uh, you know, I guess since Michael
0: you know, we're like, after after the Super Bowl, we were like, yeah, it's great and all, but why'd they allow nine points? Yeah, sure. So yeah, They allowed, they allowed nine points. What, what, what's that?
1: <laughs> Evan, sometimes your sarcasm is, like, hard to pick up.
0: I know. People <laughs> take, yeah, trust me. That's why Twitter isn't the best place for me, and also texting isn't the best place for me, because, like, I'll send something. And it's and I'll
1: incredibly be like, mean.
0: Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, I'm not I'm being 100% serious. I'm being, like. 30% serious. Like
1: <laughs> it's not. Oh man. Well, uh, that's the end of the midweek mailbag, ladies and gentlemen, Michael's question, able to bring things to a screeching halt for us. Um, yeah.
0: Please. If, if you have any questions like that, again, keep them to yourself this time. Don't, don't send it. <laughs> don't, don't send it to can of our podcast at gmail.com. Just keep it to yourself.
1: Oh man. Thank you to every single person who submitted a question this week. Thank you to our YouTube live audience for hanging out with us. If you have not already Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Plenty of great Buccaneers content between now and the end of the season. I mean, during the offseason, we got stuff planned too, right? That's how proactive we are about this stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean, and, and all, I mean also, like, come on now, right? It is. Yeah. We are we are zooming towards November fourteenth, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we, we are, are dude. zooming. We
1: are towards... less than five weeks away from the first ever cannon fire watch party. It's going to be with our friends at Berry House Beer Company right outside of beautiful Leibor City. Like you said, November 14th is the date. Bucks are going to be playing the Washington football team. Should be a great matchup. We're going to be out there with a bunch of great guests. Mr. Bucks Nation, James Hill in the live chat will be there. Hopefully some of our people. Somebody's
0: going through a table.
1: Yeah, somebody's going through a table.
0: Somebody. (laughs) So, somebody. I don't know who. But it's not going to, it might not be one of us three. Somebody's going.
1: Yeah. It could be, <laughs> it could be anybody. Should... <laughs> if you show up, it could be, a it could be, it could be Joe from Wing Box putting somebody it, through it, the table. Like, you, it, you don't if, know. if you show, if you show, yeah.
0: And also, yeah, we don't, it's not like we're going to put you through the table. We don't know who's going to get put through the table. <laughs> we also don't know who's going to be putting the person through the table. At but some if point... you, if you show up. If you show up, there is a chance you're going to go through a table.
1: The more people show up, the more that chance goes down. <laughs>
0: yeah, so <laughs> t- tell your friends that the, the watch party is there, so you don't have to. So you, so you don't have to go through a table. Tell all your friends we got to pack this place, so you don't have to go through a table. If there's only like five people there, there's
1: three of us, there's two of you. Some one of us is going through it, so <laughs> that's an easy choice then. Oh man, uh, shout out again to our guys at Wing Box. They're gonna be hooking up the food. The best food truck in Tampa Bay. I kid you not. If you are a chicken wing connoisseur, this place. mean, ladies brief. and gentlemen, this
0: is the this is the king of the wing champion. Yes, this right is here, your telling, 2020 telling king you of the this. wing. Let
1: you know if anybody can put down some wings. It is this guy right here. So I'm telling you that these are going to change your life. But make sure you're out there. It's going to be a great time. All the information is on our social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Cannon Fire Podcast. Make sure you follow myself on social media. Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. You can also follow my co-host on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at Evan NFL. We're going to be live a little bit later this week. I believe early Friday morning is a time slot that we particularly like Grab,
0: Wake up, make your
1: coffee, and hang out with CFP. (laughs) It's our game preview show. We're going to be breaking down this weekend's matchup between the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are going to be back at home. It should be a great game. We're going to break it all down for you early Friday morning, so make sure you're there. YouTube.com forward slash Cannon Fire Podcast. But that's the show. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out this week's edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast Mailbag. Brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. I am your host, Rhett Matthews, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you guys Friday morning right here on YouTube. Until then, and as always, we'll talk to you later. And go Bucks!
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.